Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Final, final, final farewell. I usually ask Joe, like, what songs we should start off with. And he told me Roland, and I was like, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect to start the show off with this song. From the album Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, Limp Biscuit. Were you not aware of that title? One, no, but one of those two things is actually delicious, kind of. <laughs> I if you've ever had a hot dog from New York City, I was, you know that fucking hot dog water is. I, <laughs> I wanted to see where you're going with that, because I don't know if you know the uh, the meaning behind this title. What was it? Chocolate starfish and, and Chocolate starfish and the, and the hot dog flavored water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take a, a guess, and then I'm going to give you the actual answer. Something about poop. Close. Wow, really? Yes. All right. That's honestly all that I had. I okay. thought that that was a shot in the dark. So I'll be honest with you. Uh, I knew the first half. I knew the chocolate starfish part. I did not know the hot dog flavored water part, and I had to look that up uh, before we recorded here. So chocolate starfish, uh, according to Urban Dictionary. Uh, who always puts it so eloquently and basically exactly what I thought it was. It's the outer edges of a woman's asshole. 
Uh, and the close. hot dog flavored water is what a man tastes. Uh, what a man tastes while licking and and uh, going down there. Oh, okay. Welcome to the show, everybody. So I was really close. <laughs> you were close, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yes, <laughs> you were very close. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Sons of Slam Show. What a way to start things off. Sons of Slam Show. Catch us on the Twitter. Sons of Slam Show. SoundCloud. Spotify, Apple Podcast. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you there, guy? I'm not doing bad. I figured it's, what, 30 years now? Figured I bust out the black bandana. So I, I like, I like what you're going. You're going in. <laughs> you're going yeah. in with the full uh, final farewell until he, full wrestles, gimmick. until he wrestles again. Uh, WrestleMania 40. Um, let's get into everything It'll here. be WrestleMania 37, but we'll get into <laughs> that when we talk about Survivor Series. <laughs> when they have people back in Tampa, then uh, he'll definitely you'll hear, hear a bong, and they're like, oh, jeez, really? I thought he was gone. Um, yeah, let's talk about Survivor Series, everything uh, leading up to that. Oh, excuse me. Um, God bless. Thanks. Uh Vince, speaking of which, Vince McMahon considered uh, bringing back uh, some outside ring stuff here first. Considered bringing back uh, BSK, uh, the Bone Street crew, uh, to uh, current WWE television storyline. To a current television storyline. Yes. Uh, Leading up to, let's see here. Undertaker is set to give his final farewell. The company is inviting plenty of his old Bone Street crew. Uh, the rare moment where BSK would be all together and some on the side of WWE television. Uh, it almost wasn't that way at all because WWE almost put them together on the screen. Uh, while speaking to Wrestling Inc., Savio Vega revealed that Vince McMahon considered the idea of bringing the BSK crew uh, group onto television. I'm sorry, not, not current. Uh, bringing uh, BSK group onto television. Mm. So they wanted to have that versus the click. Uh, uh. So, because they had there, there was actual heat backstage. McMahon considered kind of going the Edge uh, Matt Hardy route, and at one point having uh, the BSK crew uh, against the Click in an actual storyline. That would have been a hell of a, Oof. a hell of a deal. I, uh, Imagine having uh, Yokozuna, uh, Godfather, Crush, Undertaker, Savio Vega, Savio Vega, uh, Ahmed Johnson at, at one point. Um, that's like they would demolish the click. <laughs> I think they would. That's fucking. That's fucking two tons of gorilla. That really, really is. You imagine all that mass in in a ring in in a group. Um, uh, obviously did not come to be, and uh, that that could have been that could have been insane. That was something that was uh, tossed around during the Monday Night Wars. Um. Moving on. Speaking of Vince, I found this my my favorite story of the of the week. Uh, the title of the story: Vince McMahon was livid at Donald Trump for trying to show him up, and what? Uh, there was a uh, talk is Jericho. Uh, Court Bauer uh, was a writer, a WWE writer at the time of uh, WrestleMania 23, when it was the Battle of the Billionaires, and it was uh, uh, Lashley versus. Uh, oh my God! Umaga. Umaga. Oh my god! Um, and uh, the whole the whole shtick was that the loser was going to have his head shaved, and of course, being Trump, and that, at at the time that was like his big thing was was his hair. Uh, it was both of their big things. It wasn't both of their big things, but more so with with Trump. Uh, Corp Bauer, WWE writer at the time, uh, talked to uh, Chris Jericho and talked to Jericho, and said that um, McMahon was especially upset at Trump during that storyline because he thought that Trump was trying to show him up. 
on his own show. Uh, quote, Donald Trump, Donald Trump was there doing an angle with Vince, and one night we're doing some sort of in-ring deal with Trump and Vince. And it was cold, and Donald Trump was uh, Donald Trump has that big winter jacket, Bauer said. He's 6'4", or something like that. He's kind of a deceptively tall guy. They're doing a promo, and Vince and him are going face-to-face as the Battle of the Billionaires thing goes down. Afterwards, we're in the limo, and Vince is just livid. They, they get along great, but there's that kindred spirit thing with them and everything. He felt like Donald had intentionally showed him up. He said, uh, did you see that? Did you see that? He was wearing that jacket. Clearly, his shoulder pad was stuffed to look bigger. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and he was really hot about Trump trying to look bigger than him. Wow. It's it's the little things in life. Um, <laughs> I just find it funny. That, uh, this was so upset. Uh, also, speaking of Vince... Uh, there was oh, more talk uh, from the Zelina Vega camp. And... I was actually just about to bring this up. Oh, please, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll pick it back up what you're about to say. So uh, Zelina Vega was in Stanford, Stanford, Connecticut, at WWE headquarters. When was this? And uh, she had requested. Do you know when? A What was that? Do you know when? I don't know when exactly. Okay. Do you know when? I don't. Okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm making sure it's recent. Like it's it's a, this is a recent. Thing. No, I believe this is all after she had gotten within. The, it's been within the past week since okay. she had been. Yeah, recent. Okay. You know, right. quote unquote future endeavored. There you go. Yes, it's there you a, go. Full circle. Call back for full you. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she had been in uh, in Stanford and requested to speak with Vince McMahon, and if not everybody knew this, Vince McMahon is not the easiest person to just request a meeting with. Mm-hmm. You have some people request a, we, a meeting and then don't get a meeting with him like at all mm. for weeks, weeks, months, even some people have, have reported on. So when she had gone to WWE headquarters and requested a meeting with Vince, she was escorted out and denied that meeting with Vince McMahon, even after Vince had proclaimed her as one of his favorite current performers wild uh vince um yeah that was exactly what my my story was so she was uh fired on of all days friday the 13th and as you mentioned uh very hard to get a meeting with him even especially now i I heard other reports saying even especially now with covid um that he just is basically roomed up to himself um and and even though uh, one SmackDown superstar noted that they waited weeks to even speak to McMahon after after their call up. Uh, McMahon is incredibly busy. I'm putting air quotes on that. And the stories about people waiting to speak with him are very true. And that, as he mentioned, he she was escorted out. Um, I reported that he had uh, asked to speak to McMahon and to tell him goodbye, and the offer to do so was declined. Cold That's sad because she blooded. did, you know. Cold-blooded. She did say that she just wanted to say goodbye and, and thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like yeah, I, I just just couldn't. I, 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 oh, yeah. it's okay, Chris. You don't got to cry like that. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting all teary-eyed. Um, it didn't sound like it was going to be like a uh, uh, a uh, Bret Hart McMahon situation. <laughs> like Vega wasn't going to come and like punch him in the face, or maybe she was. Who knows? But uh, according to her, it was just. Yo, a you don't put. You don't. You don't say that about a Puerto Rican woman because she will come. And punch you in the face, <laughs> knock you out. Um, yeah, Zelina, Zelina just got screwed all all which ways. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing her debut at uh, Revolution in AEW. 
Um, after the good old 90 day. After the good old 90 day. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about Smack, uh, SmackDown. We're going to talk about Survivor Series in a little bit. I did want to bring to your attention um, this whole thing. I'm not really big on, other than pay-per-views on the network and uh, the thing with uh, Undertaker and Last Ride and that whole thing. I'm not really big on like some of the other docs that they have on there, but now I think I have to watch uh, Chronicle. And mm-hmm. just specifically for Lana and that whole piece. And so if you have not heard already... Um, WWE Chronicle is focusing on Lana. There are videos of her uh, basically breaking down because of her situation in WWE now. And uh, really quick, I just want to play her piece here. Um, this is Lana, and in the beginning, it's basically ask. You'll you'll hear it, and uh, we'll just go over everything. So let me play it, and we'll we'll go over it. How hard has it been to stay positive in the last year? hard not having 300 days on the road being at home then all of a sudden no fans and then of course like being with the person from the very beginning like traveling with that person being literally 24 7 being with that person and then that person's not there it's really hard and I don't even know how sometimes I keep on pushing through. For me, what was really, really hard was like, usually like going to arenas and people boo you. And then like, it's something about the energy. Like you're like, oh, I'm in control of this, right? But then when all of a sudden I don't interact with any people whatsoever and I'm just at home and I post something and everyone is just so mean. It's like, I couldn't handle it anymore. Because that's like my only interaction with human beings is my Instagram account or Twitter. And now everyone in comments are like, you should be fired. Why are you not fired? You suck. You're this, you're that. And it's like, damn. I remember texting my parents and being like, please pray for me. My mental health is doing really bad. I'm really depressed. I go, I just, I can't take it anymore. I just, I'm so sad. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, why even try? Why? doesn't matter. You work hard. You do this. Like, you can't post because everyone's going to tell you to go jump off a uh, cliff and kill yourself. And, like, you're worth nothing. So it's like, well, why? She went in. <laughs> she went in. So if you didn't hear the beginning there, the uh, the interviewer basically said, uh, how hard has it been for, the la- for you for the last year? And that's when she responded. Um and it's got to be tough and it's also tough while breaking down and being so emotional and vulnerable that you are referring to your husband as that person <laughs> and that you can't refer to him as, as as Miro or by his first name um but everybody knows who you're talking about and basically people and trolls just going after her at saying that it should have been you that got fired not Miro uh that's got to be tough <laughs> that's got to be it's got to be brutally tough. And all you want to do is, is go on, on, on social media and post uh, TikTok videos of you and Natalia dancing. And uh-huh. then you just get, you should die. Go go away. Nobody wants you. Um, yeah. That's a wild. It, she, that was a, I saw that video earlier today. Mm. And that, uh, that, that thought came to my mind too. I was like, I need to watch that one because the stuff that she does say about mental health and all that stuff is, is pretty, you know, 
on point. Yeah. And people aren't considerate of a performer versus the person. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's it, I mean, have were we on were we on this show saying that why did Rusev get released and not Lana? Probably. Probably it probably happened. Probably, th- I, I definitely thought about it. I don't know if I said it. I don't know if I said it. I definitely, I definitely thought about it, but I feel like I, <laughs> us I, having this show, I just have to say that we said it because even if I thought it, I still might have said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we actually said it on the show, but if if we did, it, you know, it it, it it is what it is. But uh, um, in hindsight, I at least I'm again talking for myself. I I was not right, <laughs> so I feel like. You, you you said it right. You said it perfectly. It, it's we we are unable to separate the person from the performer, and uh, she gets the raw end of this deal here because you know Miro, Miro got let go, and uh, in 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 hindsight, at the at the time that he got fired, were we like it should have been her because he is such he's more of an immense talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, again, the the irony, at least for me, is that seeing him, seeing what he's doing now, is really just you, you just basically. You know, some people will, will go over to another organization to get lifted up, and I right now just see him just being brought over, <laughs> like literally just shifted over from one one storyline to another with really no acceleration uh, to his his arc. Um, he went from one weird jobber storyline to another weird jobber storyline. Yeah, yeah, it just it's just it's just weird on his on his end, but basically on her end, um, and he, and he's responded. He, you know, Miro has also responded as far as like seeing seeing her um, get you know trashed through tables every week. Uh, he's not too thrilled about it, but she, yeah, like having your your significant other there basically to be your rock and just kind of like hang with and travel everywhere with, and not only can, are you not traveling, um, you're basically stuck in one place, but he's not there. And so, just having to go through all that shit, um, it, it's got to be tough. And those, and she also got uh, after this aired, she got support from uh, Renee Paquette, uh, Renee Young, uh, Gail Kim, Brandy Rhodes uh, reached out to her. So uh, she definitely got some some love from the wrestling community. Uh, so yeah, just that's. Just... It's, just, it's just weird that you named all the people who have gotten out of WWE kind of, sort of, relatively unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, especially um, especially Renee, <laughs> especially Renee. Um, so yeah, so hopefully uh, things pick up with for Lana. Speaking of uh, Renee Paquette, uh, congratulations, baby. Yes, baby making Renee and uh, and Johnny announced uh, over the week as far as her being pregnant. So congratulations. And now to, to make everybody feel old, all three members of the Shield are now fathers. Well, soon to be. Soon to be. Yeah. Wild. Twenty twenty yeah. just got all the twists and turns. <laughs> all the twists and turns. Uh so that was uh it's a lot of story. Definitely gonna check that out. Uh WWE Chronicles on that. Um really quick with the rest of the stuff, uh Lars Sullivan hasn't been seen for the last two weeks. Uh after just being uh pushed significantly and all of a sudden just got dropped. Um basically it was just because uh, people were, were speculating that he uh uh was screwed over and not screwed over again, but he screwed himself over again. Uh, basically, it comes down to that uh, reports are saying that he just couldn't have been used during this time um, because of Survivor Series, and uh, they just wanted to kind of focus on all all their attention on that. And 
apparently they didn't have space for him there. Uh, speaking of Survivor Series, uh, when I said this last week, I said, with these go-home shows, you have to have some sort of crossover here, and you have to promote, and we don't have full teams yet. And we got our full teams the last possible day. And so, with all the hours that WWE has on, on television, not including NXT, the two hours each week on NXT, you have five hours of programming that you can promote each week. It's from Hell in a Cell up until now, up until today, tonight's Survivor Series. You had all this time yeah. to promote teams. You could have done that like you normally have done every single year since God knows when to be able to promote and have these these uh, uh, these matches where you could qualify to be a part of the team. And mm-hmm. so all these qualification matches usually happened the first two weeks right out of the last pay-per-view, and then everything else led up to Survivor Series. That didn't really happen. It happened the first week where they had some qualifying matches. The women, especially Natalia, was just in these round-robin of matches that just went absolutely nowhere. And then as of this past Friday, they threw in all the – they filled in all the rest of the gaps uh, just basically because they had to at last second. Adam Pierce basically had the power on SmackDown and not Raw to uh, assign a fifth member <laughs> to the SmackDown team, that being Otis. Who was in a qualifying match and lost to Seth Rollins. And lost to Seth Rollins. So how does that make any sort of sense? So he qualified by losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ticket. <laughs> Ticket. Um, Freaking Otis. So That's yeah, so sad. listen, I, I like Otis. I just feel like this this whole Survivor Series was just thrown together with absolutely no care whatsoever, <laughs> no care whatsoever. Um, while we're there with with Survivor Series, let's, let's go over uh, if we if we can here uh, what we have tonight because I see seven matches on the card, and uh, I'd like to get your predictions on what we could probably expect tonight. So let's see here. Um, the pre-show has a co-branded battle royal. No idea what's what that what that's about other than just being a battle royal. Uh, I don't care about it being co-branded. Make it intergender. Make it really fucking interesting. Yeah, there you go. I like that. <laughs> it's a co-branded intergender, interspecies battle royal. Um, we have yeah. bring back uh, the bulldog and Coco Beware's parrot and the, all that shit. The parrot, uh, the gobbly gooker, especially for Survivor Series. Bring them all back. Yeah. Like they should have Jake the snake. They should have Undertaker. I'm sorry, Damon the snake. Damon the snake. Roberts. <laughs> they should have Undertaker, uh, Tombstone Pile Drive, Goblin Cooker, uh, on his way out. In true Survivor Series fashion. And yes, come out of the egg and then just bash him. Um, on the women's side of uh, the classic five on five, we have uh, the aforementioned Lana, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Peyton Royce, and Lacey Evans versus Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Bianca Belair, Natalia. And self-proclaimed team captain Bailey thrown in the very last second. Not having to qualify for anything. Okay. Um, then we have the men. We have AJ Styles. Self, self-proclaimed. I'm sorry. I was writing something down. No, no. no I was, I just I was wanna... saying okay to you. I was saying okay as in like, really, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care as far as anything with well, this. Well, I have a hot take on that one. Please. Unless you want to read them all and then go into it. We can go on each one. So what's your hot take on this, on this match? Lana's going to be the last... She's going to be the survivor. You know what I think? I agree with that hot take. Right? <laughs> I agree with that hot take. Yeah. Now it doesn't seem like so much of a hot take. <laughs> More like a <laughs> semi-sizzling Simmering take. take. Um, I, I completely agree with that. I think Lana is going to take it. And uh, 
yeah, I think she's at some point her and uh, and Nia Jax are gonna have a match, and Lana's gonna upset her, and yeah. Um, and then on the men's side, uh, self-proclaimed Captain AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, Riddle, Keith Lee versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis, uh, who just basically got placed on the team. Um, the Raw side of things with AJ Styles and that whole team, they've been fighting this entire time against each other. Owens and Uso had a match uh, against each other, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, I again, I don't. Otis and Otis and Seth had a match, and yes, that's about right, it. and that's about it. I I don't care. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, I I had more care for for Hell in a Cell. I mean, I I cared more about those matches uh, than any of these these matches that we've we've mentioned so far. And there's still four more matches to go. Um, what, do you have a, Do you have a take on this one? Something's got to give. With. My take, if Keith Lee is not the sole survivor, mm-hmm. it was lost. Okay. The whole year is is, is bullshit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you absolutely fucked up with Keith Lee if he is not the last survivor. Okay. I I, I didn't think of it that way, but I, I can agree with that take. Um, uh, there's Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. Intercontinental versus uh, U.S. Uh, champ. I want to say Bobby, because that's what logic would dictate. <laughs> yes, but Sammy o- Sammy Owens, Sammy Zayn, has been able to defeat anybody by like by conniving. hot takes. Sammy Zayn is Batman because he just knows how to beat everybody <laughs> with devices and uh, exactly things out of his utility belt. Yes, he has by hook or by crook. Very conniving ways of winning, and I, I like it. <laughs> and so yeah, I I think Sammy's going to actually take this one with another conniving way of winning. Um, we have uh, black on black crime, street profits versus New Day. Oh, <laughs> that was nice. That was that sounded very serious for me. Well, wow. all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like the New Day have to take this one and assert their dominance. It's not like the New Day's on their way out, and the yeah. street profits are like kind of like the new New Day. Part of me wants to see this break down and the hurt business come out and make this a fucking four on four. Make that a Survivor Series match. How dope would that be? Except Teddy Long come out. Now, nah, all right. <laughs> um, see, I, I, I thought I would think that the Street Profits would win because New Day should just be able to put them over. I think uh, New Day's already there. They should. Yeah. I think. Well, I, now hang on. I gave one to. Two to Raw. Mm-hmm. If if Sammy has to win that one, so that's smacked. All right, I forgot so maybe, about that. I forgot about that. I forgot that there's the the tally <laughs> for each of the brands. Yes, go ahead. So if if Raw has the first, if Raw has both Survivor Series matches, mm-hmm. I'm personally assuming that Roman Reigns is going to win. And so, Sasha okay. so Bang. I don't know. So this who, who is do we hard, have? Man. We have on the on the women's side. We have we have Raw taking that right. On the men's side, we yes. have Raw taking that as well. So it, it's two nothing. Yes. Sami Zayn will be two one. Street Profits would be two two. You're tied there. How about Oscar versus Sasha Banks? Women's uh, women's champions against each other. All right. So I'm gonna take Oscar in this one. I was gonna take Sasha. One of them, okay. Well, because this Sasha a, just got the. It's belt, a whole so. thing. There's a there's a whole bunch of storylines behind it, because Roman versus Drew is the one that's interesting now. 
Roman has beaten Drew three times. Mm. Drew does not have a pinfall victory over Roman. Mm. But Roman is such a good heel right now, I cannot see him losing. Mm. So, you know what I mean? So Sasha Banks I have winning because she just got the belts. And then Roman Reigns, I completely agree with you. Um, which means that... Uh, they would go. They would go up, right? They would. It would be, yeah. One, two, uh, two, one, two, two, four, two. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, which then means that someone from from Raw has to win the co-branded battle royal. Yes. So, it would only make sense that way. So it would be. It'll be tied three three, and then SmackDown will take the the last one. Some somewhere here it would be four three. SmackDown. Is that what we're saying? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it writes. Yeah. It, it writes itself. All right. I got you. So maybe so. Bobby. It always ends maybe up. Maybe Bobby wins, and then the Street Profits win. Sasha wins, and then Ro- if if the Street Profits and Sasha win, it'll put it at three three, and then Roman wins tiebreaker four three four three. It always ends up in the, with a tiebreaker. It never. Because SmackDown has to win this one. Yeah. It, SmackDown well, is they going won, to win, they won two and weeks. it will be. I thought SmackDown won two years ago. Yeah, but this is Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. On Fox, <laughs> so the Fox brand needs to uh, pull one out. Yeah, you, you don't just sink. You don't just sink two billion dollars into a fucking brand and not have them win at Survivor Series. I got you. All right, fair enough. I, listen, I, I I wish I could say I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm only I'm only looking forward to it because it's it's one of the four majors and. Uh, you know, it's always it's it's a, it's a favorite of mine, but it just it's been lacking so hard, and I'm I'm just so disappointed in the way that they've basically thrown everything together and rushed everything. Um, so hopefully they, I don't know, hopefully they can uh, make it worth it. You know, and and, and at least these matches be good somewhat, so to kind of compensate for just the the setup for this entire pay per view. All right, now let's go into why what this pay per view is is doing. Right. Yes. Because there's there's a reason why we're having this pay per view and why it's branded as well. It's branded as the best of the best, but that's just because they need a stupid. There's always yes. Twenty (laughs) twenty. Twenty twenty is the year of the taglines. Yes. Go ahead. So this is all going to this whole pay per view is going is setting up the final farewell of the Undertaker. Right. Now. The Undertaker has had many farewells, if you if you will, and none of them have ever been advertised. So why are we advertising this one now? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Right. I have heard that BSK is going to be at Survivor Series. Correct? That is correct. So... If you have the BSK at Survivor Series, you give Undertaker a great send-off in the middle of the ring, a fucking beer toast, everything. Mm-hmm. He comes out as the badass, stuff like that. Send him off into the night. But then the lights dim. And then the lights go out. And a red fucking light comes on. And the only way... I see this Survivor Series being a success is if The Fiend sets up something with The Undertaker that would lead to uh, WrestleMania. So That's the only only possible way I see this as a success. There's no way The Undertaker goes out like this. There's no way. 
It can't happen. It just can't. Like, I, I don't know what. So, when is this man going to retire? Or on it, but. When is this man actually going to retire? Like, when is the final. After the fiend. The actual final farewell. After the fiend. He already fought he him. He has to pass off the torch to somebody. He fought him already. No, he didn't. He fought Bray Wyatt. He fought Bray Wyatt. <laughs> he didn't fight the fiend. He fought Bray fiend Wyatt. He's a different, a different person. Uh-huh. And I actually have something about. I meant to mention this before. So you're saying that the Fiend's going to defeat Undertaker, but the Fiend couldn't defeat Goldberg. Is that what you're saying? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, next couple. The Undertaker, <laughs> the Undertaker was on IG Live with uh, Snoop Dogg. Yes. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah, so I watched like the first 10, 15 minutes of it or something like that. Okay. I found something funny in the beginning and then something that was also kind of leads into what I'm saying at the end. One of the first things that Taker says is, you getting right? And then <laughs> Taker goes, later on, my crew's waiting on me to drink a little whiskey. To which Snoop replies, you on that whiskey? And then Taker replies, you know that other stuff makes me eat too much. <laughs> he goes, I ain't got them good genes like you. I blow up like a marshmallow. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was great. And uh, he also mentioned at the end. The other stuff. He mentioned The Fiend. After Snoop Snoop Dogg asked him who was the one person that The Undertaker could quote-unquote pass the baton to, or who's the most like The Undertaker at his age, and the one person, the only person he said was The Fiend. Yeah. So I think that you need to have the Ender Survivor Series be the entire BSK in the middle of the ring. The lights go out. All of BSK is on the on the apron. I mean, on the on the outside of the ring, mm-hmm. beat to a pulp, and it's just the Undertaker and the Fiend in the middle of the ring. Hell, we know the Fiend knows how to point at the WrestleMania sign. Have him point at the <laughs> WrestleMania sign or something. We know he can the WrestleMania do that. sign that does not exist yet. Oh, um. Damn it, you're right. You're right. When, you know what? When you're right, you're right. He should do that though. Either way, should we go like this and go? Oh, never mind. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just point to nothing. <laughs> it's like the arrow. Like, what are you pointing? You pointing at that fan in the Thunderdome? Um, <laughs> I I'd be all kinds of down for that that scenario. I'd also be like, where the hell? You know, it, it, you told me first of all in 2020, I I was told that there was going to be the greatest match ever, and that was a bullface lie. So if you're going to tell me that this is the final farewell for the Undertaker and it's not. Then you're just riding the consistent wave of lies. WWE, everybody. True. <laughs> True. I uh, listen. If he never goes away and he pulls a uh, uh, a Ric Flair and just is hanging around forever, um, or just like gonna be. I don't like, want him to do that. I want him to do this all the way to Mania, mm. and that's it. Leave. So then, why would they build strip this? Strip fucking naked in the middle of the ring, and that's how you know. See, but they- <laughs> but just make it. Clear and concise that that's it. I, I hope I hope that's the case, but there's just been way too many things done for honoring him in his goodbye, like this photo shoot, like Vince McMahon coming out and giving like a very, very heartfelt thank you and farewell to him. Um, I, I just I I think this is it. I think this is it. I I would appreciate and 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 love to have the fiend come out and just uh um. Uh, and maybe in some sort of like non-verbal way, that way they pass the torch um, to him. But uh, I, 
I think this is it. Okay. I mean, again, I'm all down for in it. A, in a, I, I just think that the end of this Survivor Series has to be The Fiend and Undertaker in some capacity. I, I agree. If The Fiend and The Undertaker do not interact in this, if they do not interact tonight, tonight, 7, 7 p.m. Eastern, if they don't, then Survivor Series was a fail. Now, this this will be heard by most people uh, after the fact. <laughs> so yes, you already know what's happening true. after you hear of this. Because we, we are recording right now. It's about two hours away from, <laughs> from kicking off. So, yeah, definitely uh, not the best of things to do, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, do what you got to do. It's all right. But uh, we're, as we said it right now, yes, I, I, I completely agree. And hopefully that, that will, it will end that way. But knowing Vince, that's probably not the case. Um, let's see here. For the, do you have anything else uh, outside before we go in? Actually, I do have one other thing outside the ring. What do you got? Quickly. Uh, Landstorm tweeted out, can someone explain to me the North Carolina thing with Kenny Omega's entrance? Is it an inside joke or is there a connection I'm unaware of? Mm. To which Kenny responded to him, I hate to share industry secrets, but it's a tribute to the Chicago Bulls and how they treated Michael Jordan making his entrance. All right, that's all fine and cool, but I'm still not buying it. I, I know Kenny has a has a uh, a thing for every single thing that he does, with especially with his entrance, his attire. Like part of his cleaner entrance is uh, a video game uh, theme. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I don't buy it at all. It's got to lead into something. Yeah, yeah. I know. Especially when you have freaking Justin Roberts this past week going, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> like, come on. There's just no fucking reason it's been every why week. you can't just hear what else he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's been every week. Um, uh, so thank you, Lance, for asking what we're all thinking. We appreciate you. Um, so a- anything else? That is all I have. Uh, so let's uh, let's just jump fast forward on Raw here. Um, uh, speaking of Bray Wyatt, uh, in the match with uh, the Miz, basically just took him out and in, in you know seemed seemed very quickly to take him out. And then the I want to just want to fast forward all the way to the end here. In in a match that. Um, I, I, I'm sitting here watching with Stephanie, and I'm like, this is going to change hands. There's something going on here because it just seems it's way too quick. And I, and I also feel like uh, in, in the midst of all this, like it's nothing got prepared for, again, in the, in the scheme of Survivor Series, let it be known for Survivor Series 2020 that this was probably the most haphazard pay-per-view that they've thrown together this year. And... This, Agreed. This being one of the situations uh, leading to the haphazardness, there's been nothing as far as Randy Orton versus um, uh, Roman Reigns other than uh, the placards that said the two of their names, the championship versus champion for Survivor Series. That was it. And mm-hmm. I think I saw that twice. I think I might have seen it two or three times. Nothing as far as talking. And that, but that's across the board because nobody – Interacted with another group other than Drew McIntyre going to SmackDown and, and facing uh, um, uh, Uso uh, on, on SmackDown. There you go. But um, Thank you. But uh, And then McIntyre going face-to-face with, with Roman Reigns. So that should have been your, your first clue. Second clue, the guy comes out in his old-school kilt with a sword, <laughs> plants it down. The chosen in, one kilt. The chosen one kilt. The old school. He went old school. Put the sword in the proverbial stone right in the, in the ramp. Um, and I'm looking at this this entrance like holy shit, 
<laughs> this this is this is gonna go down. Um and uh and sure enough, in in the best, and I, I'm I'm putting this out there, here's my hot take. In the best match of all fifty seven thousand two hundred and twenty two matches that Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre have had in this year alone, this was their best match. By far. It was actually fifty seven thousand two hundred and twenty one. I must have I must have missed that raw. Yeah, I think Shit. you mixed up one of them. Shit. Um <laughs> This was their best match by far of all of them. Oh, 100%. And, uh, and um, it, it, uh, it just lent to the fact that, again, Randy didn't confront Reigns at any point. Um, you are going to have like a, f- a face versus a heel, since we already have a face versus face technically for the women's championship. Um, it, it only lent itself to, to this situation. So, or in, in his short tenure, it, as his. Um, uh, was it 14? This is his uh, 15th reign, right? 14th. This is his 14th. Yeah. So in his 14th reign, a very short-lived, um, and he did basically absolutely nothing other than tag with uh, Wiz Morrison, um, had a couple run-ins with The Fiend, and that's about it. That's really it. Yep. That's exact. That was that was his tenure for the his, his 14th uh, reign. Was... But that's what we needed. <laughs> he came at the right time. Remember, um, we needed that because... I, I think they could have had something else. I don't know why. What was the point of having him transfer over the belts, basically just to be a holdover for a month for Drew to get it back? Yeah, see, that doesn't make it... That, that's where it kind of gets a little... Uh... Like, I understand if he, had a, if he had a match or two for the belt. Yeah. And he retained. He didn't. This was the, his, his one and only title defense for this belt. And he pulled a Sasha Banks slash Johnny Gargano and lost it the first time out. That's all fine and good. I think this is more of a bigger picture okay. type of uh, scenario. Sure, sure. Because eventually we're going to have Randy Orton versus John Cena for the f- first 17-time champion. Like, there's the only, that's the only way that this can go. <laughs> okay. All right. So oh, hell, I'll, I'll book the rest of Randy's career right now. So he's eventually going to go up against Triple H. One of them will be – they'll go for the 14 – oh, no, they're already 14. Damn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's eventually going to go against Triple H because they're both 14-time uh, champions. So to break that tie. Then well, – To break that tie, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay, but okay. kind of doesn't work out because one of them would have to be champion already. Right. <laughs> so you – Right, so you, you're then putting them both at 15, right? So that doesn't work out. I, no. I'm just saying, ha- have the two of them go at it, just just out of uh, like bloodlust. Okay. No championship. We're both 14 time champions. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to lead into John John Cena versus Randy Orton. Both of them being 16 time World Heavyweight Champions, <laughs> and that- the first, then whoever wins that one will be the first ever. 17-time WWE heavyweight champion, and then the both of them should retire right there. <laughs> is that That's the only way that that should go. Is that something to be proud of? I've always thought about that. Is that something to be proud of? You've lost the belt 16 times. Yeah, right? <laughs> just like, why are, we, why are we putting that up on a pedestal? I, Rick, yeah. you lost the belt 15 other times. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but remember, I'd rather be CM Punk. Actually, you know what? I'd rather be Ric Flair. In that situation, okay. CM Punk has the longest uh, WWE title reign. Yeah, not including Bruno, obviously. Right. But that would never. I'd happen. much rather be Ric Flair in that situation. That will never happen. How long was Bruno? How many years was Bruno? Eight years. Eight years. <laughs> Eight years, and I believe he lost it to Pedro Morales or something, That's and crazy. he was a champion for another two years. That will and never. And then ha- Bruno got it back. That will again. never happen. Just, just like Cal Ripken and the Iron, the Iron Man, and. Uh, 
uh, his streak uh, as far as consecutive games never being broken ever again because of just the way the baseball is uh, going forward. Uh, Bruno's record will never, <laughs> that will never, never, ever, 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 ever be broken, ever. It um, should, it, it could be broken with the Fiend because that's the way you built them up. But never mind about that. Eight years. <laughs> could be. You imagine, you imagine like the, the fans nowadays, like the fans are just so used to the belt being like shifted and changed every five seconds. You imagine like the, the best part I will say right now, of like say like Adam Cole's reign, um, at NXT, it was like seeing who could, who they would, we were thinking to give the belt back, give the belt to. And he would defend it, he would win, and he kept going on with the streak and kept going on and on and on. Um, until he, he met up with, with Keith Lee, and that it just seemed right at the time since they were also hinting to it that it was going to get, you know, switched over. Um, I just, I can't imagine that yeah, for eight years, like you were just like, is this going to be it? This is going to be it, and just that—that that also helped the excitement too. I, I, you know, looking on the flip side of things, it helped the excitement of just watching these matches, seeing like it could happen now. Oh no, it didn't happen. It can happen now. How about this guy? So, him holding it for eight years is just is mind-boggling, um, especially in, in today's day and age of wrestling, and and how frequent the, the belts need to shift uh, just to put somebody over. Um, so again, this match was tremendous, uh, and again, this was the, the best of the fifty-seven thousand matches that they've put on, and so now we are uh, given McIntyre versus Reigns for tonight's Survivor Series. Um, moving on to NXT, I, it's something I was thinking about because NXT um, versus AEW and AEW destroyed them again in the ratings, um, and I do not know if you have the numbers for that. But I was thinking. I can give you a rough estimate that I read. Okay. AEW had about 860,000, and I think NXT had 680,000. I, I was thinking very long and hard about this, and I've come to my own conclusion that AEW will continue to win because AEW has a more creative way of telling stories than NXT. NXT will put on matches that uh, are just matches uh, and things that just basically start up, are there, and then are done. Uh, with the exception of what happened at the end of this week's NXT. Whereas AEW, it just, they will build a story and just run with it. Uh, I.e. Uh, Hangman Page versus uh, Omega. Um, Matt Hardy versus Guevara. Like, these are long-running stories that evolve and have gone into different areas of each of the stories and NXT does not seem to have that NXT is like a very serious like it's no frills we're, we're doing it like this you know we'll have someone like Leon Ruff come in and kind of ruffle feathers and and change things up for a little bit for the story aspect of things but you know Ember Moon and Tony Storm versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez that appeared out of nowhere because uh, we're trying to set up something for with Tony Storm and Ember Moon. Um, well, uh, Dexter Loomis no. versus Cameron Grimes that's that's solely evolving. That's really not going anywhere. I, I don't see what what's happening with that. Um, we're we we just set up as far as Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell being a being a pair now, and they're all they're just they're facing Kevin Zaro and, and Carter. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. That last one you said about uh, Tony Storm and Ember Moon with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, mm -hmm. I did think that when I was watching NXT, I was like, "There's no reason for the two of them to be together. Why are they together? Right. They're not even like there's no like no relation between the two of them. 
So how could they even? But then what they did at the end was a little more telling. When Candace and Indy Hartwell came out and they attacked Tony Number, mm. right? December 6th is the War Games pay-per-view. Mm. So why not start setting up a War Games match? Sure. They did, right? with, they did with... Uh... They need to find two partners. You have the heels, uh, Dakota and Raquel. Dakota, Raquel, Candace, and Indy. Mm-hmm. Against Tony and Ember and two partners of their choosing. Right. It's not bad. Not a bad way to go. No, it's not. No, it's those not two bad. partners should be Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> that's the only way that those two that's the only way that that should go. You imagine. On a, on a side note, I don't see Blanchard coming to WWE. I can't see like she is the, one of the biggest headaches in professional wrestling right now and I can't imagine that Vince was like I, I understand that she's such an immense talent, but I, I can't see like how she would Bro, Antonio Brown got re-signed twice. Okay. Right. Think about that. All right, good point. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, I, I get it, but it's just, it's, yeah. Uh, how, when does the, the level of headache out, outrule the, the talent? And we've seen that time and time again. Um, I mean, look at... Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Enzo. Well, that's, that's, where the, that's where the level of, ta- the level of headache out, outrules the level of talent. Right, no, I, I, but that's not self-inflicted. I mean, it kind of sort of no. is, but it, it's no. it, people have also kind of just like blackballed him. And uh, you know. well, at this point, yeah, yeah, There's, he could he could definitely easily replace uh, three quarters of the ros- of the quarterback rosters in the NFL right now. Um, but because of, you're right, the, the headaches that, that are surrounding his situation. All this to say is that. Uh, my 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 point being is that uh, NXT again just the product that they offer is just very no frills. It just it is what it is, and there's no investment in what they offer. Story storyline wise, AEW has that, and then some. And so there's several stories that are going around with AEW, and they're all fun, good storylines. And so I I I feel like. The only thing I could put my my hat on as far as any kind of storyline that I am thoroughly invested in now is uh, McAfee's group versus UE. And I I think I'm watching War Games strictly for that. (laughs) Strictly for that that four-on-four happening. Um, And just seeing McAfee and Cole in a a War war Games cell. (laughs) Did you see McAfee sell that kick to the face? Yeah. Absolutely. Right, right before it went to black. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Put that on a resume. I can sell <laughs> like hell. Put that on a resume. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not squashing like the 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 the, the matches during this this Wednesday's uh, edition of NXT. I enjoyed. I mean, I I could again. I, this whole Loomis and uh, Grimes uh, story, I could I could do without. I like Dexter Lumis. Really? I like Cameron Grimes. I like them both. I just don't like what they're doing. I don't like zombie matches. I don't like no, the blindfold matches that ends in a no contest. It makes absolutely no sense. Here's I, another hot take. Yeah. I, I like them. Okay. Right. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the Cameron Grimes. I don't know why I said it with a southern twang. Because <laughs> Cameron Grimes. The Cameron Grimes, De- Dexter Lumis storyline. Hmm. Also, anytime you can bring back the blindfold match. I'm all in. Oh, listen, that's that's fine. It just it, you went after he went after Grimes went after the referee in this match. Hit hit him because he was blindfolded, not to, purposely, uh, not purpose, not on purpose. But then he was he, blindfolded. He couldn't see. 
ish. Um, <laughs> I found it funny that Loomis basically uh, ducked a, a clothesline from Grimes while he was had a blindfold on. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't. I listen to each his own. You, you like it? I, I'm not, not a fan of it. Even though I, I find it very um, impressive that you can have a talent that your, your talent outshined anything that you could possibly say since Dexter Loomis has said zero words <laughs> since since being in NXT. He said absolutely nothing. And he's he's so he's over. So, and he's blinked the same amount of times too. This, <laughs> the only time he blinks is when he gets hit. That's about it. Uh, I, I wa- listen, I'm watching I'm watching it like this. Like did he oh he blinked. He blinked. That's I saw it. I saw it. Yeah I bet when he was in this match he just puts the blindfold on and he's like God, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> He can blink a little bit in these things. He's got like like special like <laughs> drops in his in his blindfold. He can put in his eyes because it's so dry. <laughs> uh, the the night started off with uh, Gargano and Leon Ruff uh, going to a to a disqualification. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying Leon Ruff's uh, assumingly short uh, reign as uh, North American champion until got uh, more title defense wins than uh, Jarno Gargano. Jarno Gargano. <laughs> he can put that on put that on his resume. Um, and then he got uh, pissed off at Damian Priest for calling him a joke backstage, and then slapped him. Uh, I'm all about that. Um, I like that they had uh, uh, William Regal basically had a camera and went to Boa's house, and Boa looks like he has gotten no sleep. And this is all just basically for Xylee's return, and, and she's gonna I be don't like, no, she. I feel like it's gonna be it's her, and she's gonna be like a like a super mobster gangster like. Badass, like this is her like repackaging. She's gonna be a red dragon. She's gonna be a red dragon. She's just gonna be a, a Chinese red dragon. She's gonna, she gonna be red dragon. It's like her reboot. Is that she, he's getting Bo is getting no sleep because she's she's about to just go crazy on everybody. Well, if you heard what Bo was saying the whole time that he was uh, being, I guess, interviewed by William Regal. William Regal, yeah, at his home. Yes, at his home, probably assumingly in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's assuming yes, <laughs> possibly in Hong Kong. You know, no, they didn't. They didn't specify. <laughs> it's a hell, hell of a flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he kept on saying, "She's coming, she's coming, she's coming." And then Regal was like, "Zaya, is, is Zaya there? She, <laughs> you haven't been at the PC in two weeks. Mm-hmm. No, she's coming, she's coming. Well, is Zaya there? She hasn't been there in three weeks or whatever he said. All right. So I think that this might be setting up for somebody else, but. Your uh, your take might also lend to might come to fruition because it it would kind of make sense that he's hyping up this person that he doesn't really know. Right. If he knows Zia Lee, he might not know this other person. Right. I think it's a name change too. Oh, maybe. It might you know? be. It has to be, it has to be something. It's got to be something for Zia Lee though, because you haven't seen her in in, in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's just a whole. It's so weird. <laughs> the whole scenario yeah. is weird. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. My to God, see where that's it's Wei go. Shang That was an actual Chinese He's... ruler. Just in case anybody oh, okay. needs to know that. Wow, look, look at you. That's a deep cut right there. Wow, it really is. It's a deep cut. I'm impressed by you. Um, I don't know if he's Chinese or not, though. But <laughs> definitely some side, some take, sort of Asian. I take that back. Um, <laughs> he was Shot- a ruler, though. I know that for a fact. Shotzi Blackheart, uh, with her promo, basically rebuilding her tank since Kendall Ray destroyed it, and her just basically <laughs> find it funny. I'm gonna hold a hammer. I'm gonna put a uh, like a saw to it, one saw to another and create sparks. And this is me building something. Uh, so yeah, have fun with that. So uh, Shotzi Blackheart is gonna have a team against Kendall Ray at some point there. Um, Kushida beating uh, Artur Rouse. I believe it was his last name. 
Arturo Huas. Right. Ra. Uh, no, it's, it's pretty simple. The R is an H. House. Huas. Tony Storm and Ember Moon are defeating <laughs> Dakota Kai and Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez. Uh, I can't. Um, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, oh, my God. Hang on. I just remembered something. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, Arturo Ruas, Huas mm. was, I have this right here. He had a whole promo and he lost, still lost. Yes, go ahead. He had a whole promo. He still lost. And he was, in fact, drafted to Raw on October 12th, just so everybody knows that. Yeah. So he was, he was yeah. dra- he drafted and then brought back to NXT. <laughs> yeah, and he was also part of the Raw Underground, which... <laughs> I remember him there, yes, which went very well for right, everybody. Cantus, gone with the wind. <laughs> yeah, my cuts are fucking amazing. Amazing today. Look at you. Amazing. Man, you're going in deep today. I love it. Um, <laughs> Timothy Thatcher, another one I could just probably do without. I'm starting to get sick of him, but with this whole thing with him and uh, Tommaso, um, I, I might be reinvigorated in, in this, this, uh, this particular storyline. One of them's got to get bloody. That's where I see this going. One of them's going to get bloody. Okay. And speaking of bloody. So then, yeah, speaking of bloody and ears that might bleed. Um, in probably uh, one of the best classics I've seen in in months. Uh, I this 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 match was just incredible. Um, and that was uh, Io Shirai against uh, Rhea Ripley. And not knowing anything that was happening after the match, not knowing what was going to go on, you know, after this. I had a feeling that Io was going to retain. Uh, yeah, I had a, also had a feeling that Rhea's time is up. Yeah, and uh, her time is up. Her time is now. Whatever time, you want to call it, she's going to get called now. over. She's getting called over to uh, to the brand. And she actually posted on Twitter, um, "Happy Survivor Series Day." So people were taking uh, were looking into that very deeply <laughs> in those words. Um, and she posted a photo of, of her and like uh, um, Bianca Belair. Some, mm-hmm. of, some of the other people. Uh, that, the what? team was Rhea, Bianca, Candice, Tony, and uh, Yoshirai. Was it Yoshirai back then? I think it might have been. Might have been. Um, I want to say it was Yoshirai was the last person that I'm thinking of. But an absolute classic. It just, I mean, I said I said this about uh, Candice LeRae, and I'm saying this about Rhea Ripley. They can take bumps, man. Holy shit! Yeah. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> Io Shirai has that strong style of of, of wrestling, but Rhea just uh, to the point where she had her ear busted open. Um, the the uh, the suplexes outside of, of, uh, on the uh, the apron, uh, it just it just an incredible match. Just we're going back and forth, and uh, Io Shirai taking the match, and at the end of, the, of everything, uh, giving uh, Rhea Ripley a, a hug on on the ramp. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I, I, one of those matches I would definitely watch again, just because it was it was just so good. Yeah, um, so good. I equate this one to the Finn Balor and uh, Kyle O'Reilly match. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, minus the broken jaws. So yeah. sp- speaking of which, and plus one broken ear. Yeah, <laughs> broken ear. Speaking of broken jaws, um, Fergal is back after uh, f- what four weeks. Uh, she was like four weeks gone, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last month. Yeah. Wow. So he, he's back. He gets on the mic. Uh, McAfee's uh, group comes out, and basically all that, all of, of the, the entire night was where's where's Balor? Balor hasn't showed up yet, and then all of a sudden Balor's appeared. And um, it all it all basically comes down to him introducing Yui. 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I'll tell you why. There was a picture going around. I'm pretty sure Finn Balor had, had shared it on Instagram of a new club, quote-unquote new club. Okay. And it was Finn Balor, Adam Cole, and AJ Styles, all decked to the nines in suits. And I would love to see that iteration of whatever Bullet Club spinoff you want to do with them. Yeah. Because that would just be freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I completely agree with you. I, I'm not mad at this at all. I wasn't mad at the fact that Ballard basically was just there to introduce uh, the return of, of UE. Um, everybody was contemplating that they were going to be gone, that they were splitting up, that uh, someone was coming over to, to either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, that you know, Undisputed Era was gonna, uh, we we're gonna just break up, and that was gonna be it, the end of it. And no, that was not the case. So um, this is, they, and then they just brawled. They they just brawled inside of the ring, outside of the ring. Uh, Pete Dunne and and O'Reilly going at it. Um, Cole and, and McAfee going at it. It was just, it was insane. So seeing all eight of them go after each other, uh, I I popped hard. <laughs> I, will yep. not, I, I will not be afraid to admit I popped hard. And so I'm very excited for, just because of this for uh for war games and uh in this photo we're looking at here you see uh, everybody fighting out in the ring you see balor just uh, standing there with the belt outside the ring there um after the uh the, the table from uh io shirai and, and uh ripley was destroyed you see wade barrett standing there standing with no table um like i said i would not be upset if this is a new bullet club okay oh what a club of sorts club, yes. bullet club is in fucking new japan yeah not, yeah, not everything that Pat McAfee does is fucking golden. Now, it really is. <laughs> it really is. He, he's his main event all the way. Um, if that was a publicly traded company, I'd invest in a heartbeat. NXT, that is no it's Pat McAfee. I was gonna say WWE is a publicly traded company. If Pat yeah, McAfee and I did invest in a heartbeat, and I didn't sell in a heartbeat, and that was my problem. That was your problem. That's the story for another day. Let's move on. Yeah. Now you just got to hold it till uh, till everybody comes back. Till I'm until dead. Till I'm blue in the face. So they come back in the arenas, and then when it goes, when it picks back up again, then you'll 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 be good. I'm hoping it'll pick back up when they move to Tropicana. It's oh, only... that's something we didn't mention. Oh yeah, how about that? Um, Thunderdome is leaving uh, uh, the Amway Center because of basketball. I think we might might have mentioned that. I'm not sure if we did uh, previous episode, but yeah, they're getting the boot. So where are they going to? They're going to the worst MLB stadium in the country, in Tropicana Field, home of the Tampa Bay yep. Rays. Yep. Home of your World Series loser, Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. I, I rooted hard against them. Um, <laughs> Me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Um, Can't wait for April. Bring back baseball. <laughs> I want to see it live. My own eyeball. Yeah, so they're moving to uh, Tropicana Field, and this should be very interesting. Um, and I hope that since it's going to be outdoors now, that they could do what they were doing with the Thunderdome aspect of it, but then add um, some people in the in the mix there, and uh, get some people outside the ring, get them in pods, uh, put them in the stands. Um, yeah, this should, this should be. It's. I'm interested in. I'm not interested in in the where they picked because it's it's an awful. I, I was there once for a Yankee game, uh, several years ago when we went down to Disney, um, and made it part of my uh, my trip, selfishly just to check out the stadium and it was just the timing of it all. 
but uh, God, what an awful, <laughs> just an awful place. Um, it, it feels like uh, it, it feels like a, a uh, like a warehouse. It doesn't even feel like a stadium. It feels like a warehouse. Um, they have an amazing uh, 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 pork burger. <laughs> that, 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 pork I, burger. I think that was like my 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 highlight was that burger and that the Yankees won. I, it was just it was such a weird it's such a weird uh, scenario in that that spot. But you uh, want to hear my highlight of Tampa? The only time that please. I went, it was a fucking ghost town. Like I literally was driving on the highway and there was nobody. Oh. There may or may not have been a hurricane. A hurricane that happened two days later, and now it kind of makes sense that there was nobody on the road. Yeah, because you're the only idiot. But still, nobody. <laughs> like, where is I, like, a fucking ghost town? Where are like, the, nobody lived there? Why are these windows boarded up? I don't understand. How can they see out the window? Well, I, I was on like an elevated highway, so yeah. If they bring back fans, that's what I was looking up. Yeah. If they bring back fans. Tropicana Field has a po- has a population has a capacity of forty two thousand roughly. Okay. So I think six sixteen hundred something like that sixteen hundred or two thousand is twenty five percent capacity. Mm. It's not bad. No. But you got to remember. It, wait, is Tropicana open? Or is it closed? I would assume. Well, it's closed now because it's that's why they're doing it now. No meaning <laughs> like is it domed? Oh, it's domed. Yeah. Retractable. I want to say no. But okay. I, I will find that out. Regardless, that really doesn't even matter. Right. You, if you can get fucking fifteen hundred fans in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Socially distant, put them all. You know, you don't even have you, you don't even have to have them close to the ring. We know you're gonna pump fucking sound in there anyway. It is you not. Might it, as well just it do is it. Non-retractable. It's non-retractable. Non-retractable. That sucks. It is currently the only. Again, another reason why the place sucks. Uh. Is currently the only non-retractable dome stadium in Major League Baseball. That's just stupid. Making it but the get, only year-round indoor venue. I bet people look at Yankee Stadium and like that doesn't even have a dome. Listen, you can have. I mean, the good part about it is you can have games no matter what. You know, it's it's rain, sun. It, it's it is what it is. It's climate controlled. It, you'll have a game no matter what. Nothing can be rained out there. The only year-round indoor venue uh, in MLB. It's also the smallest MLB stadium by seating capacity. At forty two thousand, yeah, something like that. Um, so should be interesting. So it's it's outdoor indoor, <laughs> much like these restaurants in New York City that we're trying to. Uh, uh, you know, shout out to these restaurants here in in New York that are about to go through uh, another shutdown. Um, the, Lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, but it's <laughs> in the outdoor in, indoor scenario. Um, it, it's it's it it, it, it will be interesting to see how they, they pull this off and it will work for the fact that it's there's so much space there um i right, listen change is good and they, they will bounce if they have to they will bounce from one arena to another where that doesn't have a sports a sporting event at that time so until uh you know march of uh mlb season you're probably looking at this happening uh the you know, thunderdome happening at uh at trop field until march until when when the rays are, are back then they had it's basically they're 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 putting their stick on their shoulder with their 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 sack and they're you know getting booted to another another place. Where um, do teams in Florida take spring training? In, at their stadiums? No, not not at the stadiums. It's they have other like um, they're, they're not allowed to have it at their stadium. So he, so Tampa Bay has like their own, just like Yankees have George Steinbrenner Field. Yeah, Rays have their own uh, own place down there. Um, but it's in Florida. Is my it's, in, question. it's in Florida. Yes, Marlins have their own spot. Like, but it's yeah. like it's like a like a like an A or double A uh, stadium that they 
it's like size stadium that they have uh, for, mm-hmm. for themselves as their their spring training. Um, I mean, listen, the Rays could just take it in their own fucking ballpark. I bet the Jorn Steinbrenner Field holds hold as many people <laughs> as Tropicana Field. <laughs> it's a little less. <laughs> it's a it's a tad bit less. I think it's like, excuse me, I think it's like three or four thousand people. Um, that I will check. So why don't they just go to Tropicana Field, man? I mean, uh, why don't they just go to George Steinbrenner Field um, when they when they have open air ones? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, we're Yankees fans here. If nobody else can tell, if you can't tell, um, <laughs> it is also located. Well, listen, it, it's also located in Tampa. George Steinbrenner Field is. Um, Who's in Port St. Lucie then? Is that the Mets? That was the Mets. Oh, sorry, it's my bad. Sorry. Not that anybody cares. Uh, nobody cares. So as of about the Mets, nobody cares. As of present, it's 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 actually a little more than I thought. It's uh, eleven thousand uh, seats. That's not bad. That's so that's a good sized. That's a bad sized triple A team. A good sized double A. WWE can, can definitely find somewhere, uh, especially because it's in Florida. They can definitely find somewhere to go uh, if they get bounced again, which they will eventually get bounced again from Trop Field. Um, but uh, until then, you know, ha- have at it. It's, it's it's make it interesting to see what they they pull off with this. They 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 did something uh, out of the blue with with the Thunderdome. I give them, I actually give them props for that. They they made it interesting with having fa- fans, air quotes fans there. Um, speaking of of fans, uh, the other story I wanted to mention that um, AEW and their ticket sales have been dwindling. Uh, they've been going down, dwindling, dwindling. They've been going down, Ooh. down, down. Um, as far as fan uh, uh, appearances, so because of that, they are doing ticket packaging. Uh, so basically, you can buy like like th- tickets for three events uh, for like forty five bucks. Um, they have uh, other deals there that range from forty five up to several hundred dollars. Um, but they're trying to entice people just to kind of get a better deal for that than just basically standing so far away from the ring <laughs> and being there every week just to kind of. Be you know, be where they are, and the rings all the way down over there. Not that you wouldn't do that in a regular arena, but um, again, they're trying to just entice fans by by giving them better deals uh, yeah. to get people people in uh, in daily place. Have they told us when they're going to give us our tickets? Like when are when are we going to be able to see an AEW blood and guts? Um, that's still a thing, by the way. Uh, I, I it, it was supposed to be February, twenty twenty one. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, just like when they pushed it back from when we were supposed to go to June, and then after June, that was it. Like this, they pushed it from June to February of 2021. That is not, definitely not happening. Especially with, you know, 2.0 happening in right now as we speak, and the shutdowns yeah. about to occur. Like in another, you're saying in another two and a half, three months, we're supposed to go back to the way it was. No, that's it's, it's unfortunately not going to happen. So I'm I'm waiting to see. Uh, like we're putting our business out there. I'm waiting to see from Ticketmaster. Um, what they're gonna say, Bastards. and uh, and uh, when when they push that back again, because shit, COVID, uh, it blows. Um, for AEW Dynamite, uh, we got our first look at, or at least my first look, most people's first look at Top Flight. Definitely my first look. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, they, they were like it was basically like Young Bucks, uh, the like Black Young Bucks. Yeah, um, <laughs> to the point where they basically had to slow everything down and kind of like take a beat <laughs> and uh, get get to the mat a little more uh, to kind of slow uh, Top Flight down. I mean, with um, a name like Top Flight, you had to assume that they were the you know 
hate to be punny here, but the young young bucks. The young young bucks. The youngin bucks. The yin yang bucks. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> the yin yang buck. Um, write that down. Uh, <laughs> they had trademark. Uh, <laughs> trademark. At one point, I thought uh, Top Flight was actually going to win it. <laughs> they had a roll up on. Uh, I think it was Nick Jackson uh, at one point. Um, I kicked out, but uh, uh, Young Bucks take the win. Th Two comes out out of nowhere, attacks Top Flight outside after the match, and the Bucks <laughs> chase Th Two away. It was like uh, I didn't even know they were still like still around. <laughs> Th Two. You got to watch uh, Dark. I tried. Uh, I can't. I, I'll be honest. I don't even watch it. <laughs> I tried. Dude. I just know that they're very much featured on Dark. Okay. All right. I know there's a lot of people that are featured on Dark, <laughs> and I, I know that. And even Tony Khan has mentioned that that is their that is now their new um, NXT developmental brand. That's like their NXT. Yeah, it is. It's and, and you know what? Good for you. Good. Good for having at least taking what you have another brand for uh, in this in AEW. At least you have you know two right now. Use that. Use that as your your up and coming uh, showcase. And you know, have to have some of the um, the B card guys be A card guys on dark, and see you know see how they can develop, and and be good there, and then bring them over to uh, to dynamite. Um, Inner Circle is in Vegas. Uh, Conan just I, I love these random appearances uh, that <laughs> that AEW has. Um, this one's not so random though. Like if you know the history of, of the Inner Circle. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, Conan is the biggest part of it. This is this is true. That was a very huge uh, TNA uh, connection there with exactly uh, proud and powerful and Conan and WCW connection uh, with Jericho and Conan with Jericho. Very true. Very true. It's random in this situation, though. I understand your connection, though, what you're saying, but then just a Conan just appearing out of nowhere. Let's say, just like uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like Helmsley appearing out of nowhere and. Um, Gangrel, just, just yeah, I understand that they know each other. I get that there is a connection. I completely understand that, but just in the in the context of this, uh, it was just very funny to see him there. Um, uh, let's see here, Cassidy taking on Kip Sabian. Uh, Cassidy taking this one. Speaking of of Miro, uh, he was on the commentary and then just beats the ever loving shit out of Cassidy at the end of it. After Cassidy takes the win, um, and then we get we get our hug. Uh, Got to give the people what they want. Uh, we had a contract signing. For, uh, this might be the fifteenth contract signing in the last uh, two days. It just seems like there's a contract signing every five seconds. Um, and Kenny Omega just sitting there, basically waiting for Moxley. Moxley is knocked out backstage, uh, and then <laughs> Omega just basically just nonchalantly just signing the the contract. I'm waiting for him to just go full cleaner. I feel like he's he's like Anakin Skywalker. He has. Is this full cleaner though? Yeah, look at the way he dressed. Yeah, I guess. But the way he I'm dressed, just, the way he came out, even no, hang on. I'm saying as far as attitude though, like his attitude, like he, he was still like celebratory with uh, the young bucks last week, or uh, you know two weeks ago. Like he's he's not like fully there. I feel. I feel like that. Uh, I could I see what you're saying, but I think the cleaner is fully back only because Tony said, "Here comes the cleaner, Kenny Omega." <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that. I understand he said it. I just I, I didn't get it, the vibe from him as as far as that goes. But uh, maybe we'll still December second. Um, I like what we said. December second, winter is coming, and I'll be there too. December second, winter is coming. Now, I just want to point out: Do you think they're calling it the uh, winter is coming because Kenny's going to win and hold the title for the next two and a half years? Why, like like a Game of Thrones winter? You don't really know how long it's going to last. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, True. Before we move on, yes. Did you? We need to talk about that promo. The Moxley promo. Yes. When he announced uh, that Renee is pregnant, mm-hmm. obviously, congratulations. Yes, I get it. The one thing that I noticed in that promo was he said, I got two titles on two different continents. Now, that was the first time it has been mentioned that John Moxley is a champion in a different promotion on a different continent. Me- now, mentioned mentioned on NAEW, but it was known. NAEW, yes. It's, it's been known, yes. NAEW was the first time it was on television. Right. And I always find so, that, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. I always found that funny as to why they would not say anything because they always mentioned Kenny Omega's AAA. They always not really. They mentioned not. They mentioned a lot. They mentioned it more. They mentioned than, it more. They mentioned it more than 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 they. I thought they would. <laughs> At least they. Yeah. They mentioned it. The one. They mentioned it once. That's one more time than I thought they they would mention it. He's um, been champ. He's been the AAA mega El Mega Campeon de AAA. Oh. He <laughs> he's been that champion. God bless you. For a year, okay. and he just brought it on television two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, right, right. And between that year time, what is it like? Twice, three times, it was mentioned that he is the the a champion in AAA, and both of those times were against two of AAA's most famous luchadors ever. Right. So it's like they they haven't really mentioned it. They do mention it more than the IWGP US championship that John Moxley currently holds. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that to say, Kenny mentioned the last time it was the elbow, now it's a bloody nose. He got the elbow injury from fighting Lance Archer in Japan for the US title. Mm-hmm. He also had a bloody nose when he was laying on the floor knocked out. Now, I don't know how much you remember about Kenta or Hideo Itami. Okay. Wow, that was, well, that I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, his signature, his finisher mm. was the GTS, mm-hmm. the go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So he, Moxley's on the floor, bloody nose, completely knocked out some would call it sleeping (laughs) i think that this could only come up to be kenta kenta just won the u.s i'm sorry the iwgp u.s title briefcase Mm. yes that's a real thing so they have have their own money in the bank sure exactly but the just that one you can't cash it in on anybody. Wait, you, it's just that title. Say it, say it again. The IWGP US title briefcase. Yes. That was it, it's just for that title. Just for which title? For the, the US title. For the US title. Right, okay. Oh, you you, yeah. you stopped. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my bait. Yeah. You know, Zoom, uh, Zoom, Zoom. Damn it. Zoom. Uh so yeah, I think it could hint at Kenta. Steven did bring it up to me. Now that I know that you're listening, Steve, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love you, kid. But uh, <laughs> that it, it, it would lend to that. Okay. And I, after I watched AEW this week, I was like, okay, yeah. here we go. Um, this is our New Japan reference. Is, also, yes, Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Full circle. 
is is, exactly. is John Moxley the uh, I, I was watching the, a video a wrestling uh, YouTube thing earlier today. Is John Moxley, in your opinion, this year's uh, wrestler of twenty twenty? Was Brock Lesnar ever wrestler of the year? I don't think so. So then I really can't say that John Moxley was. No, why is that? Because you really, how much have you seen John Moxley wrestle in the past year? A lot. How many compared to when he was in WWE? Let's see. He's John had, Moxley's not wrestling every week. He's wrestling uh, every pay per view. Every month. He's on. He's on. He's on. Listen. He's on TV. First of all, the champion. The, he's on TV. The, yes. the champion never wrestles. He's champion still the champion. Wrestles. The defending champ. Yes, and the champion never wrestles every week. So there's that. It's, it's not like TNT title. It's not like IC title. It's like the world. The world champion, even on on WWE, doesn't wrestle every week. So someone like Reigns, like Roman Reigns or like Drew McIntyre, will uh, will appear every single week. But not you're not wrestling every week. You're you're putting that for the pay per view because that's where it should be. Other mm-hmm. than the fact where uh, you know you have a match like Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre because you need to switch the belts off because your pay per view is in six days. So that's a that's a very atypical situation. But someone like John Moxley has has wrestled every single pay per view. He's been he's been a champ for. So other than uh, when they had to push things back because uh, Renee got COVID and he was supposed to fight uh, Lance Archer and that got that got uh, rearranged. I'm not sorry. And then Lance, Lance Archer, Archer got COVID. Uh, right. Uh, I'm sorry. Brian Cage. Brian Cage got it, and then Lance yeah. Archer got it. Right. But he's fought you know, like Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Eddie Eddie Kingston. Um, he's he's had a match every single pay per view. So yeah, he's 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 fought at least once a month. But he's, oh no, yeah. But he's been on. But he's been on Dynamite every every week. All right. All right. So not, in that case, yeah, I would give it to okay. him. I'm not saying he should be on Wrestler of the Year because he's been on every week. No, I'm just but saying because, all of that combined. Yeah. The only reason, because Drew McIntyre's been doing the same thing. That's where I was getting at. Right, right. Drew McIntyre's been doing the same thing, but he hasn't beaten the names. Mm-hmm. And granted, the names Eddie like those names aren't. It's weird to say, but are they as big as as a Randy Orton? And stuff like that. Granted, Randy Orton has been his his bulk, uh, you know, storyline throughout the the whole process. Right. But you know, Randy Orton was in the greatest wrestling match ever. No, he wasn't. So no, he wasn't. maybe it was Randy who was the greatest. No, stop it right now. <laughs> don't don't tell me what matches are the greatest. <laughs> I, I I always it's still to this day. Like you're gonna tell me that this is the greatest. It hasn't even happened yet. The greatest match ever. Oh, this is the greatest show. <laughs> um, in a circle in Vegas, <laughs> everybody pulling the the hungover card there. Um, Pack is back against the Blade, and uh, with the butcher. Hornswoggle made an appearance in that. I just want to point that yes, out. Yes, by the way, Hornswoggle. Um, <laughs> this guy is is everywhere. He has a story to tell, and I would like to hear it. And I'd like to hear. Oh, what... the thirty for thirty on Hornswoggle is going to be amazing. <laughs> be, 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 you, you were, you, you were, and I, I still contend you are, the son of a billionaire. You mm-hmm. are. We uh, were the uh, general manager. The son of a leprechaun. Son of a leprechaun. Uh, son of uh, of uh, fit. Yes. Son of uh, uh, raw general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been in TNA. And now you're in AEW, and 
again, random well, appear- random appearance. In AEW is a stretch, ish, but, ish. Right. He was he was there. <laughs> he was there. Um, just this is the same way that uh, Conan was is in AEW. Um, they were on AEW television. <laughs> I'll on, give you that one. They were signed for a day contract <laughs> to to appear on AEW. It was their it was their veterans minimum. There you go. Day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, he's Hornswoggle has a story to tell, and I would like to hear it. Uh, so now pack uh, against Blade, Butcher and Bunny in the corner, and Eddie Kingston on commentary. I did not, did not, did not, did not see this ending happen. Um, you know who did? Who? This guy. Okay, of course. Now, Called it last week. You saw that. Not that ending. Not that Death soon. Triangle was about to reemerge. I, I called the you did, you did emergence call of the death triangle last week. You didn't say that it was happened. You said yes. You and I. I'm not going to quote it, but you said okay, go ahead. that it was going to lead to Eddie Kingston and Penta versus Pack and Ray. And Ray, correct. And then I was like, I'll do you one better. I think they're going to reform the death triangle mm-hmm. and take on Eddie Kingston's family. Okay. Did I think? Did I say that it was going to happen next week? No, <laughs> that took me off guard. I was like, damn, they ain't even. Not even given this story time to breathe. They're just mm-hmm. going to go into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to call that as my call out. Um, that's a one in the Joe category. Oh, one for the Reaper. Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> you was right. So that's ten for the Reaper. <laughs> ten. <laughs> and like two and a half for Chris. I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep that sound bite on because right here at the ready because I have one coming up for myself. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah. So you were right with that. Okay. So Death Triangle. I I did not see. I I could have seen that happen eventually. I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. I, I didn't think I that know. Penta was going to be like the following week for his yeah. his air quote Me, best friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to turn on his, his, his best friend and uh, reform the, uh, the, the triangle. Do you want to um, know why I, I wanted to see it come? Like, I don't know why I didn't see it come faster. Triangulo de la Muerta. Go ahead. Yes. Triangulo de la Muerte. Close. That's what I said. Triangulo de la Muerta. That what? doesn't sound right. How dare you? <laughs> Ray kept on putting up a triangle every time when he went out to the ring. Mm. And so did Penta, if I'm not mistaken. The whole eight months that that, that pack was gone. Mm. I'm pretty sure they were they were dropping hints that they're going to get the triangle back. Right. Um, if one of them doesn't come out with a triangle, like a bell, mm. like a tri- like a mm. dinner's ready type of triangle, <laughs> I think uh, it's all lost. Uh, by the way, I think uh, to piggyback also off what what you were saying with sometime I don't know it wasn't last week or in the last couple of weeks you mentioned as far as the uh, triple tag team champ, mm-hmm. uh, I see them as being your first. Oh, the trio, the trio champ. Yeah, trio champ. Yeah, yeah. There's no other way that they can go to anybody else. Yeah. Um. So that, I mean that. At first, I was like, "This that sounds stupid," <laughs> but now I'm like, I, I I'm intrigued by that notion. Seeing three guys go after each, at each other for three belts. Let's have at the it. The <laughs> best thing that happened was that when April Fools got everybody, and AEW said that Excalibur had joined the 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 Death Triangle. <laughs> And now they were going to be called the Death Rhombus or whatever it was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would love just Death Square. I like. I would love to yeah. see. I would love to see Excalibur in a ring and see if he he can actually wrestle. Um, Jade Gar. This this whole thing. Uh, a lot of hate with Brandy Rhodes's uh, uh, promo last week. I thought that was her best work ever, ever. <laughs> I just I love. 
you know, pulling the uh, the female Eddie Kingston uh, last. Anytime time you can call someone a heifer. A heifer. Listen, heifer and a bitch in the same promo, uh, all for it. Kudos. And I've never said that about Brandy Rhodes. Kudos to Brandy Rhodes for that. But this week, uh, Jade Gargle is still pushing this whole thing. Cargill. Not Cargill, Gargle like what you do to Listerine. Car- I said Cargill. It sounded like Gargle. I said Cargill. <laughs> uh, her, this whole thing with, with uh, Rose and, and Gu- Guerrero, I, I thought that they were... Guerrero just slapped her last week. Rose, uh, are we just like are we pulling the whole wrestling thing where you know if we just don't worry about it or ignore it, it didn't happen? All of this storyline doesn't make any sense. Why is it that the women storylines can't make sense? Because you have men running the women's division. <sighs> that shouldn't be the case, man. The, the <laughs> top. I'm pretty sure the top the top three people. Same thing in the WWE. In the women's division are Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Brandy Rhodes and Michael Nakazawa. But you have the, the same thing. The only reason it's Nakazawa w- is because he needed a translator. I, think. <laughs> I, I agree with that. You have the same thing though in WWE. In both NXT and uh, Raw and SmackDown, you have men running that. There's, there's no. There yeah, but no look at the, look at the talent that NXT has in their women's division compared to the AEW. I understand it, but you, you're talking. You're saying, you're saying men, men are running the, the women's division in AEW. There's no, there's no difference in, in in NXT. It's the it's the level of talent. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's you're a, right. It's a level of talent, and 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 proof of that, and it, how it should be, it was the very next match. It, the, the whole thing with with Brandy Rhodes and you know, her arm is broken in, in this chair, apparently. Um, so now there's this this new trio, and a, and uh, are we looking at a, a Shaq Diesel heel in this whole scenario with Cody Rhodes? Nobody knows because this whole storyline just makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah, and and where was Shaq? And we're, he's not going. No, you you will not see him for uh, for a while. Um, you'll just see Jade uh, represent him. Um, all that to say, as far as the women go, that th- that that uh, Io Shirai match with uh, Rhea Ripley, amazing, almost as good. I would say is uh, D versus uh, Thunder Rosa. Um, yeah, it was a it was an incredible match. This yeah, one. yeah, this was it, it just outstanding. And uh, if they can get get more NWA, excuse me, and more NWA talent uh, over to AEW because you have to fill fill in these gaps um, with with the you lack know what of that talent. means right lack of Bring talent over Nick Aldis. Have him fight with Cody. Oh, okay. I'm saying it's a rematch of All In. Yeah, it's going way back. I'm, I'm down for it. I'll do you one better. Bring in Marty Scroll. <laughs> there is no reason why Marty Scroll shouldn't be on AEW television right now. Hmm. They're going to be able to. They're the right now. They are working with NWA, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan. Hmm. Why can't ROH be in there too? They can. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. Bring it on. Um. The only reason the United States won World War II was because we had all those people helping us. <laughs> this is very you know true. I mean? <laughs> nah, I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, just an amazing match. Uh, Deep finally, 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 finally uh, pins uh, Rosa after several counters. Um, and then we had uh, the run-in with Reba and, and Britt Baker uh, taking out Thunder Rosa on the ramp. Um and Prepaker was sitting backstage. Uh, I'm sorry, was sitting uh, the ringside, and Thunder Rosa just charged at her and uh, went at her. I'm, I'm 
looking forward to that match too. Whenever we get Thunder Rosa versus uh, Britt Baker, um, I'm all down for that. I think um, she, if if that's a thing, I think she's gonna be an all elite superstar. Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. Because she still has time left with NWA, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And I believe she also has a couple of, uh, and, uh, MMA fights left on on a contract. Okay. So, yeah, I don't on. know how it's gonna play into it, unless they just got that good a working relationship with NWA right now, where they're just like, yeah, you know, you go over there, you go there, come here, you guys do what you got to do, get us a name, bring us back. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's... Bring us back so we can, you know, advertise power. Er, er, er. <laughs> I always like watching a power or er, 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 er. Um and then we had the the main events uh, of the evening with uh, Darby Allen, who just previously set himself on fire, versus uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm sorry, and Cody Rhodes versus uh, Rick Starks and Brian Cage of Team Taz. And uh, I, the, the only thing I could I could remember from this match, other than it, this also being a great match, but that Brian Cage, who I'm I'm getting more and more impressed with <laughs> as the weeks go on, pulled off that. It wasn't a power. It was like a suplex power bomb thing, uh, like a like a. It was a double suplex. So yeah, well, uh, it was a double top. German. Su- he suplexed uh, Darby, and Darby suplexed Ricky. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, I thought it was. It was a spot. I thought it was Ooh. a spot where where Cage had Darby, um, and he did some like some some suplex power bomb off the top rope. Oh yeah, he did the drill claw. Drill I believe claw. it was, was his it, finisher yes. off the off the top rope. Yes, and pinned him. And so, you know, Team Taz surprisingly took the win. Um, and <laughs> every time, man, every time there was a, a beatdown of the two of them and Will Hobbs has come in to, to make the save, it's like... You're, it's always a little too late. You're like 20 minutes late, dude. And there's something a little shady about that. And, uh, and, uh, Bitch, you guessed it! <laughs> you was right. I said, I said, Will Hobbs is is definitely Team Taz, and sure enough, turned on Cody, man, turned on him good, and uh, I'm hyped. Picked up the picked up the belts. He he picked up the belt that Cage dropped, lifted the belts, smiled, and then smacked Cody in the head with it, and that was the end of the end of that. And the four of them standing over, uh, Rosen and uh, Allen, and so now Will Hobbs is part of Team Taz. That is a impressive group. <laughs> That is an impressively yeah. large and <laughs> agile group Excuse with Starks. Um, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm now, you know, before with the two of them, I was like, yeah, Starks, Starks is great, great on the mic. He's also a good wrestler. Brian Cage is, is, is thoroughly impressing me every single week I see him. I'm, I'm more and more interested in just seeing matches with him before. I, in the beginning, I was like, kind of like, oh, he's another big steroid lug that I have no interest in whatsoever. Um, who can't talk on a mic, and uh, it just it, he's like a, I equate him to like Keith Lee, but more agile. Um, he's just Eesh. yeah okay yeah I I think he's a little more agile than Keith Lee. Um, he's just able to to pull off like Have you seen Keith Lee do a uh, a standing moonsault? No. <laughs> um, have you seen Keith Lee do uh like with that that uh, the move that you just he said the 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 uh. I can't, I can't remember the, the claw, <laughs> the drill claw. The, yes, the drill claw. Have you seen him do something like that off the top? No, but you see him. You see Keith Lee doing 
uh, very acrobatic things for a over three hundred pound guy, but nothing to the extent that you see Cage do it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm always more and more every week by week impressed by Brian Cage and the size that he has and his agility. Um, but Team Taz, man, is 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 going to be a force. <laughs> and now Will Hobbs is just another beast uh, coming over. So. Good episode, man. It, 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 this is this is what I'm talking about as far as just like leading up to your your pay per view, which is your pay per view, which is going to be Dynamite, December second. Yeah. Um, December second, winter is coming. Winter is coming, <laughs> and that's going to be a pay per view on a Wednesday night. And this is I what, love how they talk about winter coming to Florida. Like what the fuck? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. It's so cold down here. Meanwhile, if you go to it's like 65 degrees and people are wearing like parkas down there. I remember going to like to. Uh, uh, Universal, and it was like sixty-five degrees, and people were wearing like long pants, and I'm like in shorts in like a tank top. Like, what do you guys? It's forty-five degrees in New York City right now, and I am in my room with the window open. Yeah, <laughs> pussies. Florida is fucking pussy. Yeah, pussies. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, D- December second can't come quick enough. Uh, that is next week. So looking forward to it. Um, last but not least. I get to uh, to smack it down here, and um, I mean the only thing I can uh, mention other than the fact that you know, Natalia again, Natalia for for one reason or another just they they if they wanted to put her on the on the damn Survivor Series team from the beginning, just have done it instead of having to pull this like this weird storyline where she just couldn't get in, couldn't get in, begging, 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 and then finally she she beats Tamina of all people to to qualify. Um, was the last person logically left for her to beat. <laughs> I mean, she could have fought Bailey since Bailey didn't have a spot until she was assigned on the team. Yeah, but she's not going to beat Bailey. Oh, well, this is true. Um, <laughs> uh, New Day and uh, Street Profits uh, in, from the beginning of the night uh, taking on Sami Zayn, Corbin, Ziggler, and Rude. Um, see how – okay, you could have had this weeks ago. You could have had this kind of match weeks ago to set up the, the animosity here. The only way you had animosity here was because Big E's on SmackDown, and so are the Street Profits. So he was you representing New Day. You could have had Day. this on Survivor Series. This could have been a Survivor Series match. Not if you have the two tag team champs facing Why each other. Why not? But they're facing each other. Besides the point. <laughs> Logic schmogic. Um, I'm not talking about them facing each other. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was just a Survivor Series match that just so happened to feature the two tag teams teaming up together. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Why are they giving us a bunch of four-on-fours right before the biggest four-on-four pay-per-view <laughs> of all? Well, five-on-five. Uh, you know what I mean. Come on, man. Are you... Jeez. You mute your mic. Um... Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Can't do that no more. Can I? Let me see if we can do that. Oh, there it is. I got it. Ah, it happens. Yes. Welcome to the Chris Show. So, now, starring Chris, featuring Chris, only Chris. Now, I am thoroughly impressed, and I will say this, and here's a hot take. Here, The greatest frog splash of all time belongs to Montez Ford. Unmute yourself. Oh, fuck yourself. Uh, unmute yourself and, and, and contest me right now. Go. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. That No, I'm sorry. That was for <laughs> muting me. Uh, <laughs> the greatest frog splash of all time. That felt good, by the way. I, I got to admit, that felt good. Yes. I go. brought this up to Steven, and he said Eddie right away, and I, I'll, I'll agree with him on that. Eddie does have the greatest frog splash of all time. Okay. But 
but I, I don't know, man. This just watching him like Montez got some height, some some air on that thing, and then just getting like full extension on the splat. I know Eddie was like the he wasn't the creator. Originator. He wasn't the he wasn't the creator. He wasn't the originator, but he was right. the 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 face that uh, that made it. His his partner in um. I was, just, I was just reading a whole thing on, on this. His, his partner, not in WCW, um, or it might have been WCW. His partner actually put him onto uh, the Frog Splash. He took it and made it his own. But uh, Montez, man, it's just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know we always put, like, the thing that we've seen the, the, the most recent becomes the greatest of, of all time. But yeah. compare Montez to, 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 I mean, it's it, I guess it's, it's Eddie. <laughs> it's, Montez is the only one nowadays where you can compare their frog splashes. Yeah. But I, Hot take. Shittiest frog splash is from the Usos. Like, what's that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I agree. Uso and uh, Rey Mysterio during that, um, uh, his, his Seth Rollins match, he, he pulled out the uh, the call out to uh, Eddie with his frog splash, and that was kind of shitty, too. Um, I hate when people call out Eddie and, and do the frog splash. I'd rather call it, like, I'd rather honor Eddie by doing three amigos. Okay. You know what I mean, I feel like that's more of a signature to Eddie. Yeah. Nobody does that now. No, you're right. I'd rather I'd rather call out a uh, Eddie by just throwing a chair at somebody and then falling. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah, he hit me. Um, I saw Chavo do that recently to JBL. I think. <laughs> uh, on a, a video. It's such a classic move. Chavo uh, with blonde hair. Forgot that happened. If I'm being honest, that was one of the worst gimmicks of all time. When he was, um, yeah, if I can get his name, I don't even know. But it was right after Eddie died. I think that was the first match Chavo had after it like, Eddie. It was passed. like Chad Whiteman or something like that. Some, <laughs> some nonsensical because he had the, he had the the sweater around his neck like he was dressed like, like uh, it was really racist. <laughs> just being yeah, Chad Whiteman is the cultural appropriation way to go for Chavo Guerrero. It was just so so such a racist uh, uh, stereotype. Um, that they immediately pulled it. It was like that. Uh, I, I was reading something. It was like really quick uh, gimmicks that were just yanked. Um, that being one of them. Emelina. Uh, Emelina. That was like the the, the day of <laughs> the the uh, debut. <laughs> she was done. Um, uh, by the end of today's episode, I want to find out what his other name was, and I will find it out right now. In the meantime, uh, we had our. Another contract signing. It's just it's rampant in wrestling. Um, Reigns basically just culminating culminating everything by saying that you are the second rate uh, champion and that you're you're basically my bitch and uh, you will always be second rate. Um, McIntyre trying to refute that, but it went nowhere. Uh, so yeah, is it Kerwin White? That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Kerwin White. Yep, Kerwin White. He had the white hair. Honestly, Chad Whiteman might have been a better one. <laughs> that was it. Kerwin White, yeah. He, uh, man. It's <laughs> it just, wild. It was just so bad. Um, Ray, Reigns, thank you for that. Reigns basically pulling out the, uh, yeah, you're, you're my bitch in your second rate. Um, Murphy and, and Rollins going through his uh, his farewell, farewell tour since uh, Baby's Coming. Um by the way, uh, Becky Lynch posting those those pregnancy photos with him. I, I think I'm in love mm-hmm. with her now. I think I'm more in love. I think I might have a sick pregnancy fetish. Um, she was just so hot in those photos. She was really she was beautiful in those photos. Yeah, she really was. Like I have that's zero it, that's all I had to say about it whatsoever. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Um, 
So all that to say is Seth Rollins is going through his uh, his farewell tour and uh, takes takes on Murphy, uh, Murphy with the with the win, pulling off uh, Murphy's Law, which is I, I love that move. And uh, I, was, I watched I I rewound that move three three or four different times because I just want to see how he pulled it off and just like kind of. It was also funny when you when you know like your the opponent that you have in the ring is helping you out like so Rollins puts his arm through his own legs, <laughs> so that that Murphy can grab it so he can he can pull off Murphy's law. It's just like the swinging, not even neckbreaker. It's, it's 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 just swinging right around his body to slam him on the mat. Um, it's almost like the page turner. It's almost like the page turner. Yes, yes. Um, except instead of, instead of taking one leg, you take the your whole body just swinging around. Yeah. Um, so Murphy takes the win on that one, and uh, had uh, Sasha Banks. I was talking about Oscar. Uh, uh, Oscar comes out, and uh, Carmella attacks Sasha Banks again, and Oscar's basically just standing in the background, like, okay, like no kind of like she seemed tempted to intervene, but she did not. Carmella is uh, going after Banks in a big way. I still feel like Banks is going to take the the win tonight, and then. Um, because but judging by this, I think Oscar might take the win in that case because Carmella's going to interfere. I always, I only keep saying that because uh, Carmella just got this belt, and so for her to win it uh, recently and then just to lose to Oscar, Oscar's already had it. Um, but I, I do feel Carmella's going to be involved in some way. Um, and then the main event, Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso, uh, another classic. I, I just uh, Daniel Bryan with a hell of a fuckboy haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I like how uh, Kayla just pointed that out. Um, yeah, it's just they—they they were brutal. <laughs> it was just a, a brutal match, and then them going after each other and and like hard shots fired on both ends, um, destroying the destroying the table with that uh, that toss over and uh, <laughs> just bashing each other. I, I and I I felt like in the beginning of the match that Brian had to win this because he lost the last match, and I I can't see why he would lose two two in a row, and and he didn't. Two in a row to Jay Uso. To Jay Uso of all people, um, <laughs> I like how Uso was like it's, it's not personal, but uh, it felt felt pretty personal. So Diana Bryan takes the win, uh, face the black on on him sitting on the top rope. Uso is distraught, and that was the end of uh, SmackDown, with absolutely nothing as far as any kind of peaking again. Peaking, I'll, I'll drill this till it's dead. Peaking of interest in regards to. This Survivor Series, and what a stark difference between this Survivor Series and last Survivor Series in my level of interest, because I could, oh yeah, I, I think time. Survivor Series was last year was probably one of my favorites. I'm not gonna say my my favorite, but one of my favorites going in because you had NXT, and you had a, you had a different feel to it, and you had a third brand for the first time, and yeah. um, and it just felt even if they didn't win the whole thing last year, it, even though they did, it brought new faces to your product. And you could have desperately used that this year. I know COVID happened, and COVID kind of put the kibosh on having that that crossover you know, thing with with their brand and over at CWC and, and everything that was going on with all the breakouts over there. But man, you you, you missed a, a solid opportunity to have uh, the third brand again and having eyes on, especially since you're losing the the ratings battle. And this would have been great to have more people come over. But you you missed out, man. And last year was great. This year, we will only see, and we will only. Yeah, this year. Of, uh, last year was a hell of a. Uh, last year was the reason why AEW was losing. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
so that's that's it, man. It, it's this is this is it. We are about an hour or two away from Survivor Series and seeing where it goes and kicking things off with the uh, <laughs> the brand the dual brand battle royal battle royale. Um, uh, yeah, in uh, in in France, it's actually called the battle royale. Battle royale. <laughs> I see what you said. See what you did there. Uh, <laughs> enjoy SummerSlam, everybody. Enjoy. Let let us know what you think after the fact. Hit us up on Twitter at Sons of Slam Show. Uh, anything else before we head out, sir? All tapped out. Thank you, Undertaker, but please let the fiend beat the shit out of you one last time. And on that note, I'm going to leave you with... Yeah! ACDC, Chris Mindell, Reaper, go black. We are out. Peace. Sons of Slam podcast.